Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. Research shows that expectations can be a major cause of stress, anxiety, miscommunication, and loss of trust and respect in our relationships. And this is true for everyone, men and women, but it is often women's expectations or our quote-unquote too high expectations that are called out. It's another tired, replayed, fix the women, fix the problem storyline that all of women's disappointments or dissatisfaction would go away if we just didn't have unrealistic expectations. This yet again is a narrative that does not serve us and isn't accurate. This isn't about women's high expectations being a problem. This is about distinguishing expectations from requirements and standards. An expectation is about one person placing obligations on another person without communication or consent. Requirements, on the other hand, are about people communicating, negotiating, and designing terms that are acceptable in their relationship and that create fairness and respect. It's about building stronger relationships between people, relationships that are cooperative and respectful. Expectations tend to be grounded in societal norms, stereotypes, and social conditioning, whereas requirements are grounded in self-esteem and self-care, and that's an important distinction. So let's talk a bit about those expectations that are grounded in societal norms, stereotypes, and gender socialization. According to Pew Research, the public has very different views about what society values most in men versus what it values in women. And for those who listen to the podcast regularly, this will not come as a surprise. Research shows that society values professional success in men, whereas the top qualities for women are physical attractiveness and being nurturing and empathetic. In a recent study, when asked about the extent to which men and women feel pressure in different realms of their lives, from jobs to family responsibilities to personal appearance, the results showed that there are clear gender differences. In particular, a solid majority of those interviewed expressed that men face a lot of pressure to support their family and to be successful at work, while women face a lot of pressure to be an involved parent and to be physically attractive, whereas very few noted these as pressure points for men. So this is the reality that we're dealing with. And yet as women, we are often expected to accept and understand behaviors that result from societal expectations while simultaneously carrying the blame for all problems arising from these expectations. We are coached as women to constantly meet expectations, even when they're unrealistic or contradictory, but to never have them. And I read another article recently that highlighted this. There were several ways illustrated in the article how we as women are not only meant to see expectations men have of women as reasonable, but also we are expected to sift through the contradictory nuance of the expectations. We often say women want the fairy tale, but men's expectations of women are really what movies and fairy tales are made of. There were several examples noted in the article, and I'll mention just a couple that jumped out at me, and I bet these will sound familiar. They talked about the expectation men have for women to not be, quote, a salad girl. You know, the kind of girl who's like, I'll just have a salad, I'll just have a water, but also we need to make sure that we have a banging body. 
But guess what? We can't be skinny and eat like you do all the time. Society loves commercials and movies with the size zero supermodel eating a 900 calorie cheeseburger, but that's not reality and it's not reasonable. It's contradictory. Another expectation is to be low maintenance while always looking high maintenance. Guess what? It takes time to look good for almost everyone. Here again is the movie fantasy of the supermodel rolling out of bed and looking gorgeous. Guess what? Self-care and beautification takes time. And here's another one we hear all the time. The expectation for women to be independent while also confirming men's masculinity. Independent women are just that, independent. We can't be expected to need you and to be completely self-sufficient. Yet rarely are these types of expectations called out, despite the problems the expectations cause. When we have expectations, it's a flaw. And if we don't meet expectations of others, it's also a flaw. And that again creates for women the damned if you do, doomed if you don't paradigm. And here's a great example. I read a tweet recently that said, quote, I have a good friend in his late 30s who is in good shape, makes over 300K a year, has a condo overlooking downtown, and he has constantly ghosted or told after a date or two, this isn't working. Modern women are broken, end quote. This post had thousands of likes. So if women buy into societal expectations that men make a lot of money and that they should expect that, they're criticized and called gold diggers. But if we don't fall all over men who are successful, apparently we are, quote, broken. There's this almost impossible expectation of balancing how independent we should be. We are increasingly expected as women to be financially independent while not, quote-unquote, demasculinizing men. Because overwhelmingly, research shows that men don't like it when their female partners make more money than them. It's okay to make money, but not more money. A recent study examined 6,000 American heterosexual married couples over the course of 15 years, examining the shifts and increases in women's earnings. And here's what the researchers found. Men felt the most anxious when they were the sole breadwinner in the family and the least stressed and anxious when their spouses were contributing 40% to the household income. But as women made more money past that point, past that 40%, men became, quote, increasingly uncomfortable and stressed. The reason? Traditional social gender norms suggest that men should be the breadwinners in relationships. It's about expectations and the double bind they create for women, especially be independent, make money, but not more than me. And oh, by the way, I'm going to need you to also take on the lion's share of home and child care responsibilities. And so those are some pretty high and complicated expectations placed on women. So I'm challenging the constant media focus on women's, quote, too high expectations. We all have high expectations to a degree. It seems, though, as is often the case, it's just a problem when women have high expectations. When men have expectations, we accept them. When it's women, not so much. As I was thinking about this episode, I came across an article that illustrates this titled, Seven Unrealistic Expectations Women Have That Men Will Never Live Up To. And one of the top unrealistic expectations that we should not expect men to live up to because they never will was, don't look at other women. And the article author stated this, quote, here's something that all women need to understand. We're men. There will always be a part of us that wants to see every beautiful woman naked. This is science. We honestly can't help it, end quote. 
Okay. So first of all, this is a very overstated issue. Very few women expect their male partners to never notice attractive women. And that's the way it's always presented, like the jealous, crazy woman. Often, this is more about women wanting to be shown respect. And it's a reaction, a result of beauty expectations placed heavily on women's shoulders. I don't think that the occasional glance at other pretty women is the real issue. But I don't think men would be okay with their female partners glaring and commenting at the attractiveness of other men either. It's about being empathetic, sensible, and respectful. And really, that's not the comparison that we should be making when we look at societal norms. The research shows that as women, we are most valued for our attractiveness. So then is it really shocking when women feel concerned that maybe their attractiveness isn't enough anymore? I would argue it can be a natural response to feel slighted when the very thing research shows we as women are most valued for feels like it's not enough. A truly accurate comparison would be considering the research that shows what men are most valued for. Perhaps it would shed some light on this conversation if we think of it that way. I wonder how men would feel if the women they were with were constantly talking about other men's high salaries and promotions and successes in business, because that's the fair and accurate comparison. I don't think most men would be very happy in that relationship. I think that behavior would fall outside of their expectations. What if we constantly talked about other men's successes and promotions and bank accounts and then just said, you know what? We're women. This is science. We honestly can't help it. No, of course not. Here again, we're expected to meet expectations, but to not have them. And this example highlights just one of the many paradoxes women face, living up to the expectations of the importance of your beauty, but not being insecure about your beauty. And it reminds me of a quote from John Berger's book, Ways of Seeing. When I read it, it really struck me. He says this, quote, you painted a naked woman because you enjoyed looking at her. You put a mirror in her hand and called the painting vanity, thus morally condemning the woman whose nakedness you had depicted for your own pleasure. The real function of the mirror was otherwise. It was to make the woman connive in treating herself as first and foremost a sight, end quote. Again, live up to expectations, but don't dare have them and don't ever feel insecure when those expectations are challenged. So this is all background, right, for the main point of the episode, but it's an important part because it's the part of the iceberg that's underneath the water as we're having this conversation. It's not about if or why women have, as the media likes to frame it, too high expectations. It's about distinguishing expectations from requirements. Because we can debate expectations, whether they are reasonable or fair, but we really can't debate our personal requirements, the way we choose to interact with others. That's what's really most important here. A few episodes back, I talked about how comparison can be the thief of happiness. And I'll include a link to that episode in the show notes. But in doing this episode, that episode got me thinking about the reality of expectations Comparison may indeed be the thief of joy, but I could argue that expectation can be the thief of our satisfaction. So does that mean we shouldn't have standards or requirements? Absolutely not. We may, though, be happier, more satisfied, less disappointed, and feel more in control of our circumstances if we swap expectations for requirements. And there is a real difference, an important distinction. 
Again, expectations tend to be grounded in societal norms, stereotypes, and social conditioning, whereas requirements are grounded in self-esteem and self-care. We can't conflate expectations with standards and requirements because there's something else entirely. An expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, that someone will or should achieve something. Conversely, a requirement is a thing that is needed or wanted, a necessary condition. A standard is a level of quality, and there is nothing wrong with necessary conditions of behavior like respect, kindness, and loyalty. It is not wrong to be a person of high quality, and so you require someone similar as a partner or a friend. These are requirements, not expectations. Consider, for example, all the media narratives that women just care about money, that we expect men to have fat wallets and impressive jobs. That may be the expectation, right? But in reality, despite research that shows that men are valued societally for their career success, there is a growing body of research that shows that women actually require, again, this is requirement versus expectations, things like trustworthiness, emotional availability, and compassion. They may expect successful men based on societal norms, but they require things like trustworthiness, emotional availability, and compassion. And I did an episode a couple of months back titled, Young Men Are Opting Out of Marriage and Relationships, Should We Care? And I'll include a link to that episode in the show notes as well. But it is tangential to this conversation because in that particular episode, I talked about a Pew Research Center report that showed that men are, quote unquote, choosing to be single. And of course, this perpetuates the narrative that men just can't meet women's too high expectations. But I argued in that episode, and again, I will argue in this this episode, that regardless of the type of relationship, whether it be romantic or family or friends, it is not only acceptable, but advisable and healthy to have requirements around how you want or need to be interacted with and treated. That's called healthy relationships. We're not talking about expectations grounded in stereotypes and even movies or fairy tales versus reality, but requirements and standards grounded in self-care and self-esteem in terms of who we want to spend our time with and give our energy to. So the real question we should be asking ourselves as women is not, are my expectations and standards too high, but rather, what do I require in my relationships and why? We need to get into the practice of distinguishing what we expect, which is based on societal norms, from what we require, which is based on our self-esteem and self-care. What we need to feel, we are in a relationship, any kind of relationship, that works for us, that is healthy for us. I know that we're living in a time of immediate gratification culturally, so often needs and wants get conflated. But a requirement is different from a want. It's deeply personal. It's what matters to us, the kinds of relationships and interactions we want to engage in, the types of people we want to surround ourselves with, romantically or otherwise. And honestly, it's a cost-benefit analysis. Sure it is. It is reasonable and healthy to want to be in relationships that are reciprocal, where we give and receive. We don't have to expect perfection in our relationships, but we can and should have requirements and standards for the types of relationships we want to engage in. 
We do teach people how to treat us by setting clear boundaries and exiting situations we find unacceptable. And teaching people how you want to be treated starts with introspection and defining what works and doesn't work for you. Again, we teach people how to treat us, what we allow versus what we require. And the world will always tell us as women that we are here to serve and adapt, to be agreeable and attentive of what others expect or require. If we want love or friendship or any kind of relationship that we need to do better, be better, that we must meet all the standards, but aren't allowed to have any of our own. And that just is not true. And it's not a healthy way to look at things. So my wrap up or my manifest statement for this week is this. It is our life, warriors, our life, our relationships, our self-esteem and self-care are precious and having requirements that we need to maintain self-esteem and self-care is something we have a right to. Loving ourselves enough to not lower our standards and how we require people to treat us is not being unreasonable. So if having requirements for how we need to be treated, if setting standards and sticking to them results in some people in your life falling away, let them. As author Mandy Hale says, quote, it is necessary and even vital to set standards for your life and the people you allow in it. Don't lower your standards to accommodate those who refuse to raise theirs. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback, so please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Woman podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.